I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is really cool. I just said clouds. Dude, that's pretty good. This is the Bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha Packs. Exploring their F3 experiences and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. Here we go. Uh, so this is this is exciting because we're in person. Uh, we got three guys here, and uh, we have a very special guest. I think um, just talking to this guys, we were eating a little bit of grub here. I'm I'm excited that this guy has come down from the nosebleed section and uh, is is gonna give us a chance to hear his story. So we got cheap seats uh, on the gloom on this episode. So uh, cheap seats, tell us uh, tell us where it started, man. Who we aged you? Who brought you out? What's that first workout like? Uh, and then how'd you get the name cheap seats? Absolutely. Well, it's good to actually be here in person, guys, versus uh, virtual. Zoom. So, yeah, so the story goes that, you know, I was obviously a father of three um, when I was first being EH'd, and our man Borland, if you guys know Borland, oh, yeah. is the one that EH'd me, and so he was not a Redwood, but he was one of the beginners uh, when this first started, and we go to church together, St. Wenceslas, and he was leaning on me for about six months to do this F3 workout group. He's like, you'll love it, you'll, you'll, you'll do great at it. And I was just sitting there the whole time, like, do I want to get up in the morning? You know, typical same story that everybody has, right? I got to work out in the cold. But he finally got me, and I just did not want to pay for a gym membership. Yeah. I mean, that's what it came down that's to. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I did not want to pay for a gym membership. Core principles. Yeah. yeah, core <laughs> principles. And so I'm like, all right, try it. So we, uh, first workout was Wild Kingdom. Okay. Um, so it's Wild Kingdom. Uh, it's probably still my favorite site if that question gets brought up is Wild Kingdom. But I knew it was the right group right away because I'll give a shout out to tonight's show. Uh, tonight's show went to Hastings College. And so we did basically a four station grinder um, with a bunch of Merkins. And he was in my group and I recognized him. Yeah. And so I was like, so at Hastings? At Hastings. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I saw him and he was he's two years older than me um and he played soccer i played basketball and i was like i know you and so he's like yeah i'm carson i remember yeah i'm like absolutely so that just kind of started the snowball that started the snowball workout was um definitely challenging i mean if you go back to my first workout as you guys were talking about sweat sweaty as all hell yeah (laughs) so it was it was pretty crazy but um i probably started coming two to three days a week when i first started and then uh we'll probably get into a little bit more but then it just became like an addiction yeah um and that's kind of where it's at as it stands today nice yeah so how'd you get the name so the name so tonight show gave me the name so i had no clue we were getting a nickname so tonight show told me when we were one of our stations like you're gonna get a nickname dennis i got scared he was like what is going on i'm gonna get a nickname so um i didn't know what that meant he's like oh yeah say something about yourself and we'll rename you in about 30 seconds and so they just said what are your hobbies and one of my biggest passions and hobbies is going to major league baseball games um i go probably two to three hours early before every game and I scour the seats for baseballs. Um, I still try to see players. Like I'm a little kid when I do this stuff. Um, and then tonight, she'll throw out cheap seats. That's and knowing what I know now, it could have been a lot worse. <laughs> it could have been a lot worse. <laughs> he, he, he gave you a kindness by letting you know beforehand. Most people don't even know that. Yeah, 
that's hey, true. Let's, let's get in the circle. Let's that's go. true. That's true. You know, tonight shows a good guy. He just he he missed the boat with choosing soccer. Oh, that's uh, very, really very, very true. Very so, true. Yes. You know, baseball is is my favorite too. I, yeah. So were you working out before and looking for a gym, or what was? Yeah. That? So I mean, I was really not working out um, before F three. I mean, sporadic once every two weeks. Okay. I go for a little what we call mosey now. Yeah. Two two and a half miles, but it was a lot of walking. Yeah. Uh, on my own. Um, and knowing what I know now about F three, like it'd be tough to keep coming back on guys. Yeah, and right. So that's why I didn't work out. I had nobody to work out with. Um, I'd gone to some gyms, but um, you kind of feel isolated at the gyms. Not, yeah. to, not to hate on gym guys, but you feel a little bit isolated. So um, I think Borland consistently being from that, you're going to be from, from the good guys. That's more cool. Yeah. And there was a little intimidation there to be like, come out to this, and you know, there's a ton of fit guys. You, you guys yourselves, a ton of guys that are, can run forever, and so that was a little intimidating. But um, no working out, and this started basically my journey. Of almost over two years now, I'm over two years now being involved in three. Well, the gym setting is just so much different, right? Yeah. Like, if you're a habitual gym guy, like you've got earbuds in and you're just like giving the nod, like you recognize the same people because you're usually there around the same time and you're just like, all right, I see you, you see me, but there's hardly no inter- yeah, there's no interaction. You don't have any interaction. And so that's what's so unique here is like we're given the opportunity where we're, I mean, you're almost forced to interact with each other, right? I mean, you're working in such close quarters, there is no, I mean, sometimes. And some people bring uh, music or they start with their own rap or something like that. Freestyle. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> We've only seen a few do that. Yes. Uh, one, one rapper in history. There's a few out there. There's another region I saw a recent rap. But so, so health wise, where were you at? I mean, you, could, yeah. you know, were you pretty fit still or health, no, healthy? I mean, or how it's was funny. It? I literally this morning at Armory, we were talking um, about that. Who was I talking to now? It's going to escape me. But yeah, oh, big unit. Uh, big unit is like, how, how did you start? Like, where were you at as far as weight-wise and everything? And when I started, I was probably 207. Um, and so when I first started at three, I was like, yeah, I want to get the whole goal is in shape, right? And yeah, it starts like, I want to get the workout in. I want to get in shape. Uh, and so I started just doing the beat downs and I started gaining weight. And some of it was probably a little bit of muscle, but I was actually going up to 210. I'm like, what's going on? And so I do vividly remember like, plague you and all these pre-runners. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that would be cool to do someday. Yeah. And so that's when I started just gently pre-running, uh, probably six months into joining F3, um, and that's helped me get into best shape that I've probably been in since college yeah. with basketball and now down to 185 and yeah, enjoying, enjoying the process. I was really hoping you'd say, then I picked up coffee and then I dropped 15 pounds. That would be a magic though, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, no, but I mean, I think the pre-runs are a good a good test, right? I yep. mean, I think a natural progression would be, okay, I'm going to hit the hit the workouts, and if you're starting to excel there, okay, well, there's always avenues where you can challenge yourself again, the pre-runs, uh, yep. doing the Apex Challenge or something like that, setting metrics there where you can do that. So, I guess, when did you start to kind of gradually get into the second half period? I mean, like, the coffees, stuff like that. Yeah, that probably took honestly longer than the fitness, because like I said, when I joined this, I strictly wanted to be doing fitness. Yeah, that's all that's all I really wanted to do. I didn't understand like going to coffee after like, what they go to coffee too? Like, yeah. are these guys brothers or, or what's yeah. going on here? Yeah. And so that was probably maybe seven, eight months. Really? Yeah. 
after I started like going to coffee and actually being engaged yeah. in conversations, um, you know, I might go occasionally just get a cup and leave, yeah. you know, and say, you know, thanks for the workout, kind of go from there. But um, obviously, as we talked about, the glue is the eyes, right? right? And so that's what you look forward to most now. It's like the coffee, yeah. you know, all these things that we do like this. Uh, that has been the glue. So yeah, coffee has been our second half. Um, all the stuff as far as shield locks. Yeah. You know, I'm in shield lock now. Having accountability group is big. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, so I, I want to back up because we have a lot of guys that I think are in this space where they they want to kind of start running because I, I think running for me you just you're you're burning a lot of calories and if your goal is to lose weight it's a really really helpful tool but it's really intimidating right if you've never been a runner um, how do you just start running one day it, you know so I, th- I think there's maybe the question I would have for you is what did that kind of gradual progression look like or what what advice would you give to a guy who's kind of on the fence with like I know I want to run I'm not sure when to start like what what did you what did you do yeah so when I first started um, Vandalay who I'll probably mention several times throughout this uh, podcast was instrumental yeah. and like sticking with me um, before Vandalay I will tell you so I started running at Wild Kingdom um, I started doing a short path at Wild Kingdom um, and I would stick with some guys but typically I was in the back I was the six uh, as we all are at some point throughout this process but I'll never forget I finally decided to do a long run at Wild Kingdom uh, I think it was John Claude I don't know if you were there but it's hard to have John Claude all like the fast guys that can run and it was just me and I'll never forget TC special shout out to TC I always tell this story uh, I had to walk I had to take my time and he stayed back with me I kept saying you can go please go he's like nope I'll stay with you and there's three times I stopped to walk and he stayed with me so what I tell guys now that are starting the free run is kind of get your group like that a group that a group doesn't want to run with you um, but as myself now knowing what that's like I try to stay back with those guys occasionally as well it's good to have those guys be with you as you start the free run because yeah. like you said you can get discouraged if you've never done it before yeah. and that's great and we've actually had like the Clyde sales group right yes. where they've tried to form and like hey we're going to be intentional about our pace and being inclusive for other guys that may need to hang back and aren't trying to run with the plate and talk at the same time <laughs> well that's a good good I gotta tell my story though right I gotta tell my blood story yeah, well let's hear it I don't know I don't know what blood story <laughs> so like I think the one time I hung a flag was at this top rope of old, old Oracle I don't know what it was but it was just me and you I don't know if you remember it was just me and you and we were doing the kind of the hill route which is a three mile you go up by Karma and you circle back around and he's you're talking faith and I loved it he's just talking we're going about 730 745 pace not my pace and so at the end when we're scrolling downhill you're talking like hey what do you think of all this I'm like dude I'm just trying to get through the run right now so that is my plague running so I told people pretty that's slow pitch has another good one too and I, I it's a good um, a good reminder you know TC is such a good role model to just um, you know I think where where we started the pre-run was like really an extra credit uh, almost a selfish desire to like okay we're gonna um, we're gonna run and we're gonna run fast and burn a bunch of calories but I think the way it's caught on I mean there's a pre-run at almost every site and so I think especially for myself uh, you know it's just how can I be more uh, more open to just staying back and realizing what it does for a guy who's just trying to run so I appreciate you sharing that because I it's tough to like 
always remember that. Yeah, I, I know it's hard for guys too, but you know, everybody listening. I mean, if you're interested, you're going to ask somebody to run with you. Yeah. Like, yeah. no, no runner is going to say no. I'm not going to run with you. Right. So, um, there's guys like Mulligan. Yeah. That have just completely accelerated. Yeah. I mean, the guy runs like four or five pre-runs that are five miles every week. Yeah. And so he's just accelerated the process. He started slow. Guys ran with him. And now he's out running some of these guys. So, yeah, lots of cool stuff. I think it's a great tool. And, it, you know, you can be used as a second half. I know there's times where, like, we haven't had opportunity. Well, there's times where you can't breathe, and that's not a possibility. You can be intentional. I know uh, I don't want to put out the people on blast, but slow pitch, I see how and I have been intentional of, hey, we're going to yep. be mindful of our pace, but we are using this opportunity to connect with each other and not so much of like kill each other because we're going to stick around for the workout or not um, but it's really more hey we're going to be intentional with opening up with each other and having some dialogue so I don't think it needs to be the killer that it's you know I mean well, maybe it was formed for but that's a great point because I will say I tell Gator this all the time like that's where you connect with guys at least I do is on the pre runs because you do talk about deep stuff you might go slower pace but you talk about deep stuff um, and that's been great that's how I've gotten to know a ton of guys it's almost like an informal shield lock that you create with a lot of guys that maybe aren't in shield lock is through these free runs yeah well i know like for like a guy like panios um what he shared with us was he doesn't get to stay for coffee just with his family schedule so if, if you can't stay for coffee no, but no, you're, sure. you're needing that second half i mean i think running is free run is where it's at so i and, and i think what's important too i just i i think um why i wanted you to share that was because I, I think um there's enough guys that are wanting to run they're not sure how to start and, and i don't know that we always uh, create that path for him. So thank you for sharing your your journey. What any, about any guy that wants to run? Reach out to me. I'll, I'll run with you. No problem. <laughs> and I will support you running with Chiefsy. I, I will. I will. I will commit to. If somebody were to reach out and say, "Let's run together," I, yeah. I will commit to running at whatever pace you want. Absolutely. How about that. It's official. It's out there. <laughs> so, so from a second F perspective, then you mentioned a couple things. So Shield Lock. Yep. Um, I think you posted at some sites with with Q Source and kind of some of those conversations that maybe blend uh, the second F and kind of into that third F. So how have those things been from your perspective? Yeah, so um, never knew what shield lock was. Yeah. Uh, you know, all this terminology with that three, right? You right. don't know what some of this stuff is, but, you know, we started getting close with, you know, the guys in my shield lock, just for a shout out, Bufasa, Orndor, Peter, and Bozzi Glory. Yeah. Um, and so we was really running with Gator a lot, with Blake Glory a lot, um, and then just we obviously knew Bufasa, knew Bufasa, so being around us all the time. Uh, and then Barndor was, was hitting in the big running as well after COVID was basically hitting. So we all just have the same sites. Uh, and Gator, I think, brought it up. And he was just like, let's do the shield lock. And I go, what is it? Um, and Barndor, if you don't know Barndor, I think you guys just interviewed him. But like, yeah. he's got my book on what the shield lock process is. And it's really just a tightly formed small group uh, for you guys out there of F3 guys that really hold each other accountable. Um, and you talk about deep stuff. Um, you talk about things that are going in your life and there's been situations with our shield lock that I probably I've told them I share more stuff with those guys mm-hmm. than I do with my high school friends yeah. with my college friends and some of that and then there's no judgment they're, like, yeah. they're here to help they're here for you and so it's a, it's been a great encouragement that's been my, probably been my favorite second half yeah. has been the shield lock aspect um, going to Q source I've not been to a lot of Q source 
resources, okay. but they're extremely beneficial. Yeah. Um, I've probably been to like three or four of them. Um, and I think, you know, if you're looking for that extra kind of like peer led type of conversation, uh, I know that's very yeah. valuable as well. So, one well, in the Shield Lock, right? So I think it's, you know, Q, Q.2.4 or whatever. Um, or whatever, whatever that is. Or no, don't quote me on that. But, but essentially, right, it's a, it's, a Q, it's a Q source concept of the Concentrica, right? And so it's, you know, your M, your shorties, or 2.0s, and then and then your Concentrica, or, or your Shield Lock, sorry. And then your, it's like a whetstone relationship, that mentoring relationship, and then man or work is the is the last one. So it's, I mean, I think in essence, you're experiencing some of that through, through the group. And what's interesting is in talking with all of you, with all of the different guys in that Shield Lock, yep. um, I noticed a, a sense of maybe confidence or, or kind of security in, in, in who you are, which I, which I really think is like, it's just that next step to really help solidify some of the things that we're trying to build into men as leaders, you know, and so I, I would just commend you guys, whatever you're doing um, seems to be working really well. Yeah, I would just say, I mean, talk about it, guys. I mean, the, the cool thing about what our group has done, um, you know, Gator brings up all the time about Shield Lock, and so other guys that are newer, probably within the last three or four months, have come up and approached us and say, what does this mean? Yeah. Like, talk to us about this. We don't want to walk them through that process, and they're slowly starting to find their own. So you guys are looking where to start. Again, we're all here to help. Yeah. Sure I think that. it's a beautiful tool. I mean, just the nature of people in public setting, right? We're usually quite reserved, and we're not very mm-hmm. opinionated outside of a few people. Um, <laughs> the beauty of Shield Lock is that it allows you, like you're saying, to be secure in, in your beliefs and who you are. And um, even if your beliefs may be awry of what is the norm, you have some balancing act with your shield lock of, hey, here's what I'm thinking. They're giving their perspective on it. And it's coming from a place of, hey, you can be completely vulnerable here and open with me. And I'm going to hold you accountable and, you know, help you along the way. So. What about, um, you know, as you're thinking about uh, just kind of life, right? So, you, so you're on this fitness journey. Uh, you, you know, about seven months later, so you probably made some progress with your fitness, and you start developing those relationships. Um, tell me about just your kind of as, as you start having those maybe deeper conversations. Where does faith come in for you? Is that did that was that something you kind of noticed about the group in the beginning, or did it take a while, just like the second half, to develop? Yeah, I mean, um, I think we talked about this a little bit on the way over. It's kind of tough to talk about faith, especially with a bunch of guys yeah. you just met, and so yeah, I mean. The guy I probably connected with the most about me, I'm Catholic, um, and Vandalay ran with me a lot. And so uh, I look up to Vandalay, Vandalay's Catholic. Yeah. And so that's when I probably started opening up initially mm-hmm. was, how, you know, how did you do this with your kids? How did you do this with a situation that might pop up? And so, again, it was the pre-runs mm-hmm. that I was on Vandalay where we'd have our most probably in-depth conversations about faith um, and about what that means to our families uh, and, and our 2.0s. Um, so he was in in me, I kind of breaking that shell, or breaking through that to say, I can talk about this. And then it's just led to the shield lock. I mean, we talk about faith all the time. Um, and obviously, the circle of trust. I mean, that, that's really, uh, I go back to tonight's show. Um, I heard him do a circle of trust, like at the end, or excuse me, kind of a, a prayer at the end, not a circle of trust. Uh, I just love how he led it. I mean, he just said it so well. And I'm like, I want to imitate some of these guys that pray at the end because it's so impactful on what they're talking talking about and so that has helped me the prayers at the end to help kind of get more comfortable to share my faith with the other packs members dude can pray man tonight tonight, tonight <laughs> show can pray uh, 
I used to be in a Bible study with him, and he's he's always been uh, really good to pray. Um, what what about uh, the COTs or the, the prayer? I mean, what do you think it is that, that um, just kind of helps to ignite that that faith thing inside a guy? Why is it the most intimidating thing to do with the workout? That's why. Yeah, I don't know. It's the most intimidating thing to do with the workout. I think that's why everybody's like, I got to do a VQ, but I got to come up with a COT. So um, no, I mean the COT as I've gone through the process when I first started. I mean that was literally the reason I didn't want to put right, right. the COT together. But when again, when you first start out and you're like, you don't know these guys, you slowly start to hear COTs and they start to share like really deep stuff. Like I remember you sharing some deep stuff and a spike workout once with me. I was like, wow, this is like meaningful to guys that will share this with five or ten people around the circle. And so when I saw guys do that and I got more comfortable with it, that kind of helped me say, I need to share what's going on in my life throughout that week versus probably just more of a canned COT, like be from the heart. Right. You give a COT message. Um, and again, with my faith, uh, I kind of like to relate back to Jesus somehow yeah. and how he's kind of helped me or the Bible or something like that because that's the word and that's how I try to express, I guess, my faith because everybody's got different yeah. you know, faiths, but that's how I share it in my COT. I definitely think that's a shared feeling, right? COT for me was the most, <laughs> I don't know, this is the scariest thing to do about the VQ. And then I, I, I've talked to Blake about this where I used to memorize my COTs before because <laughs> I didn't want to screw it up. I wanted to I wanted to be almost like a preacher. I wanted to be impactful for those that were listening to me. Um, and I think at some point you just get comfortable. It's with leadership and you just learn how to do certain things, right? And you get more comfortable the more you do them. Um, I think at some point it's just, okay, well, what's on my heart today? Like you're saying, yeah. at this point, I'm okay with just being vulnerable. It's not a show anymore of, okay, I put this together and it's right. going to be really impactful for these guys. It's, okay, what's weighing on my heart today? And is that going to resonate with anyone today? So. And the, the most, imp- I mean, again, for me, impactful. So the ones, COTs I've given that have been from the heart, you usually, like, will get a, a text from somebody, like, later that day or that week saying, hey, I, I have, like, you connect with one guy in a COT, that's what you're here for. And so that's always cool. You can do something from the heart. And if somebody reaches out to you and says, hey, that meant a lot to me. And there's been so many of those um, that I've experienced. And I think, yeah, it's, it's a great thing about what we do. Yeah, I love that. And shout out to Slow Pitch because he is actually very good at sending the follow-up text message. And I could have bombed, completely bombed, but felt like I killed it because of, of things like that. I feel like you're actually making a difference. So He's, he's never sent one of those to me, so I don't know. I must be doing pretty good. I don't know. It's you know, you know what I would say too is don't forget to re. Um, you know, if, you, if you're going through something or you've gone through something, don't forget to reshare that. I, I used to think my, you know, sometimes I share the same thing um, over time, and I, I used to feel like it was redundant. But I realized we have enough new guys coming in, and so just um, you know, letting them know like this is this is what this is for, right? To just share whatever you're, you you know is going on. And I think um, to your point, it's it's like if you can impact one guy or you know reach one guy I, I've made the mistake of having really long COTs and so I'm trying to really that's what I heard that's the rumor on the street I'm trying to put you on top of the tank I'm, I'm trying to work on uh, I, did, I did have one from on top of the tank um, what, what about um, well I'm curious would you share one of your favorite COTs oh my 
my goodness, you're going to put me on the spot. You have all the COTs. Or if you had to give it just a brief COT right now. Right. Oh, wow, that's putting me on the spot. Okay. No, one of my favorites was just, um, and I'm not going to be able to like repeat it, but Slow Pitch did one. Was it the Seesop Slow Pitch? Um, I think recently where he just talked about kind of the meaning of Boys Town um, and the meaning of how it's impactful on men. Um, and so just the impact the group had. Uh, from kind of man to man ideal, uh, slow pitch just stands out. And I see, I think it was this year's season. Yeah, he's always good. I, I like a good slow pitch beat down. And <laughs> so, I guess the other piece of this uh, of your story, from my perspective, is um, is leadership. You know, and I, I think uh, it's it's interesting, right? Because it took you a while to get fully engaged and like understand it. And but, like, at what point did it kind of click for you that you're like, I'm all in? Yeah, like what, like or or. Maybe there wasn't that moment, or it was just we you got approached and, and we decided for you. No, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I'll be honest. In the story I share of where I kind of it became almost a drug or an addiction was I wanted to get in shape. So this is that old or, or replacement oracle for a while, which is Aldridge. Um, and Vandalay was always doing three workouts, so he would pre-run. He would do the six and the seven. And I remember showing up just for one of the workouts, and I was like, I kept, like, that would be cool to do. Like, that'd be cool if I could actually do three workouts uh, in a morning. And so he was kind of the start of it. And so as I started to graduate up towards, like, I want to do what he does, that kind of started me to think, like, I can help lead. If I can start, like, doing this. And again, that's when I started to get to know Vandalay uh, a lot uh, on free runs and stick around for both the workouts and he shared kind of the details of what F3 was and what it meant um, and it just slowly kind of led into alright seats you're, you're going to be next on the Oracle are you going to take it on and honestly the, the path of watching him do three he graduating from three kind of got me to that point where I, I can do this I can hopefully help guys out and share kind of my story well and just for the listeners it is not a requirement that you do three workouts <laughs> to be a side chief <laughs> Come out and do the trifecta, yeah. we call it. So. Isn't it a ruck, a ruck and a run and a, and a beat down? Right? That's uh, you can ruck it or pre-run it and then do the six and seven. Okay. So, and then go to coffee afterwards. Well, I'm interested to hear about your relationship with Vandalay. Did yeah. you know Vandalay before? Did not know Vandalay so, before. And I really like that you're you're talking about how you like got to know this individual yep. and really shaped your journey through here. So how did, I guess, how did that kind of start and become a thing? Yeah, so I mentioned the TC story about how TC stayed with me on the run. Um, the guy that consistently stayed back with me on runs was Vandalay. So I showed up at a workout, uh, like you were there, and all these fast guys were there. I'm like, I know I'm going to keep up with them. Vandalay would always stay back with me. And so sometimes it was just me and him. A lot of times it was just me and him running, and then that's how we kind of got to know each other. So we uh, started to understand his story and how he's kind of led um, with F3. And so he's just, uh, he's probably the guy I admire the most and respect the most um, in F3. And he's still the guy that, like, I don't see him in a week and, like, God, I haven't been to Vandalay workout. Or I haven't, like, ran with Vandalay in a while. And so he just, uh, I just really respect how he's kind of raised his kids. Um, you know, he's had challenges in his life just like we all had. He shared those with me. It's given me really good perspective on my job. 
pass. And so that's why I kind of look up to him and say, as I pass my faith, as I pass my workout routines to my kids, I've learned kind of how Vandalay has done that. So just uh, respect the heck of the Vandalay and what you've been able to do. Yeah. No, that's great. And have you have you been able to return the favor and be the, no. someone else's Vandalay? <laughs> You'd have to ask the, the facts that, though, but, um, you know, I've been able to eat some guys, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to shout out to Steeple here. Um, Steeple is a recent one. Again, he goes to St. Wentz. Um, he told me before he would never pre-run when he joined this group. Um, he would never, ever do that. And so now Steeple's got a watch, an Apple watch. He's on Strava, and he probably pre-runs four days a week. So shout out Steeple. He's doing about two to three miles of pre-runs. So that's been good, yeah. There's, there's a lot of guys. Bubbles, <laughs> Bubbles is still a, a runner in denial. He, he always said, I'll never Bubbles be a always runner. Always right. He said, I'm not a runner. Uh, I love that. So, so when you think about leadership then, so you've got a, a good role model, right? Yep. So somebody kind of showing you the way, kind of emulate some of those behaviors, and then um, and then you get, you get a chance to lead, right, in the group. And I and I want to I want to posit your VQ because yeah. I think something that's interesting is our, our whole mission, right, is to reinvigorate male community leadership and one of the ways is to get guys to lead, right? And so talk to us about kind of just your leadership journey from like BQ to taking over the site and, and maybe how did F3 help you develop as a leader or did we or, you know, some of that sort of stuff. Yeah, so uh, I'll just start. BQ was at the maze. Uh, I think you were there. I think you were there. Uh, Tater was there. A lot of guys were there. Um, it probably took me, like I said, probably that uh, five, six months yeah. to BQ. And I'll give credit to the guys out there right now. There's a lot of guys that do after two or three months, involved, right, right. which is which is tough to do. So um, again, stepping out of my comfort zone, uh, I'll give Sasquatch some credit about like saying it's time, like it's time for you to actually like DQ and do this. Yeah. And so I mean, he basically um, we actually went to the site before my DQ, and I walked through what I was going to do with him because again, you don't want to disappoint. Yeah. Like in your DQ, you want to make sure you have enough to do. And so I think from a leadership standpoint having an agenda being prepared yeah. like walking through it with somebody you know those are things I've done but I would say that's actually helped me uh, through that process so that was kind of my DQ and then as you look at taking over the Oracle um, man the Oracle's the OG man I mean it's the OG um, and I swear but it's like I was not ready to take it over because I was like it's too much of an important site for a guy that hasn't been in it that long to take it over sure. uh, but getting into the Oracle and like leaning in on Vandalay leaning in on room service on wait time and you know even Lowman who I don't know Lowman but I've heard great things about Lowman being a part of the leadership team like they're like you can do this and this is how you do it. And so Vandalay, again, he walked me through the process of like, okay, these are the leadership things you need to do in your site. So, again, the agenda, setting it up right so I can deliver that every Saturday uh, was important. How I go about leadership. So, uh, I don't know if that answers your question. I'm kind of rambling right now, but that's kind of uh, that's kind of where I've come from. Yeah. Journey. Have you, you feel like you've been able to apply, does any of that transfer to other areas of your life, you feel like? Like leading your family or leading in, in work or the community? Yeah, I think uh, the, the biggest thing, or one of the biggest things is, again, which part of my shield lot, I'm more honest with them than I am with other people. And so sometimes at work, I, mean, I leave people at work, I'm not as honest and truthful with them. Uh, 
Um, and so I think this has helped me be more like, if you care about somebody, you're honest with them, right? right? And so I think I've learned that through F3 is like, if you really love somebody, even if it's hard news, you got to be truthful to them. you got to tell them the truth. I think that's helped me in my work experiences too. Yeah, no, that's great. And then you were able to identify, hey, hey, get someone to, get someone to take it over for you. Yeah. Hey, hey, what's up? Uh, <laughs> so, no, Hey, Hey was like, so when I was going through the process, I was, you know, probably six months into uh, leading the Oracle. I had this new guy came, Hey, Hey. I mean, he first started at 1776 games. Um, and the thing I love about Hey, Hey, he's got energy, he's got passion, and he just seemed like, like he just he seemed like a cultural fit yeah. to the Oracle. Yeah. And so um, I started to get to know him. He started pre running, and I never even asked asked him to do all three workouts. Like, I don't ask anybody to do that. But he just gravitated towards it. Like, he started with the six, and then he started doing the six and the seven. And he's like, now I'm going to come free run and do it. And again, this was all, like, unprompted. And so just his energy, his passion, the fact that he was kind of willing to do all two to three workouts, yeah. I was like, it was just a natural fit. So, hey, hey, really uh, appreciate what you've been able to do. I'm great to know him uh, since I've started. So something unique, right? So, so Oracle is the OG is the OG, but it's the only Saturday site that's got the two workout times. And and I don't know if everybody realizes this, but you know, it's kind of traditional F three fashion, right? This the seven a.m. workout on a Saturday is is a really good place to eh a new guy, right? Who's you know, five thirty during the week is too early. Like, like seven a.m. on a Saturday, like a, a lot of us could convince a guy to like yes out of bed on a Saturday, and you don't have to go to work, right? So, so was the seven the original? Seven was the was the original. I used to play at Ultimate Frisbee before, is what they right. told me. Like, so that was before a pre-run. Yeah. You guys would go play Ultimate Frisbee. Yeah. Yep. So <laughs> it's it's interesting the fact that we some sites have transitioned, right? They were they were at one time and then they transitioned to a, a different start time. But in this case we just added another one. And I think it's worked really well. But but from your perspective, how have you seen that structure at Oracle serve the new guy or or the packs? What's your thoughts there? Yeah, so I'm gonna Again, call out Gator here. Gator made a comment once. He came, he did the trifecta, and in, in our shield lock text, he made a comment about you get the full experience of F3 at the Oracle. He goes, you can get a pre-run in, mm -hmm. so you can do your pre-run. You get the huge 6 a.m. group, mm -hmm. so you get the huge, like, 20, 25 person group, and then he's like, you also experience the intimacy of a small, like, mumble chatter group, which is the 7 a.m. group. Yeah. And so I thought that was like, really just was eye-opening. Like, that is a perfect analogy for what the Oracle, I think, is now yeah. with the free run six and the seven. But as far as, like, um, kind of just splitting out the times, um, I think it's beneficial. I know there's been conversations about, do you just go back to one? Yeah. But with the fact that we've grown so much uh, and the fact that we still get 10 to 15 at seven, uh, it's been, I think, extremely beneficial to have those two. And it's unique, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the use of the one site a week that you can actually do two or have the option to come to a six or seven. Why do you so, think it is that people gravitated toward the six? Like Because everybody wanted seven, right? Yeah. Wasn't that the point? Like, everybody wanted to come to seven. I think the age of our 
packs and the number of guys with kids that have Saturday activities. I, I think at 6 a.m. Or, earlier start time is appealing. Yeah. Um, but I, I still think there's enough guys on a Saturday at 7 that are like, they're willing to do that and that time works better. You know, so I think it's interesting because you, I, I think it's kind of answering the question, why can't it be both? You know, and I, yeah, and I think it's, yeah. it's worked really well to have both options, you know, and someday we'll, I'll get old and sick of getting out of bed so early, and, or I don't know, how does that, it goes the other way. Yeah, yeah, we'll want to fight. No, but there's, I mean, you, you have your regulars at Oracle at seven, yeah. um, and that's the one thing I guess I appreciate about having both options because once guys experience the Oracle, they can make that determination. Like, you want to come to a smaller workout? Like, some guys I talk to all the time, like, I would prefer an eight to ten person workout yeah. Yeah. versus the 30 to 40 because you can connect more. Yep. And so I love the fact that the Oracle gives you that option if you want the big group or if you want the small group. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on this because I know it was kind of a kind of a big deal, right? The transition back to Voice Town. What was that like from your perspective? So I don't know if I actually, I, I think I led as a site queue one time at Oracle or two times and then went to uh, back to Boys Town. But I'm not going to lie, I felt bad for Vandalay because yeah. he had the site, but it was pretty much all COVID. Yeah. And so he was always at Aldridge. And so my hope was that he would experience, you know, queuing the site at Oracle. But no, there was, a, I'll be honest, there was a mystique around it. So when people talked about, oh, it was at Boys Town, it was great. And that's when I was at Oracle or at Aldridge all the time. And I was like, God, this is like a, like a, like this is like a great place that everybody's talking about. And it is. Yeah. Like, it really is. And so that's why I was a little nervous to, like, take it over. Because I'm like, this is like, our wait time came up with F3 and said, we're going to do this at Boys Town. I'm kind of centrally located. The wait time made the comment to me. He's like, it's on Heroes Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a site to bring in kind of all sorts of people. And so I think the transition was, you know, understood that Aldridge was necessary. Mm-hmm. But the transition back to Boys Town, I think, was, uh, was awesome. Like, the first workout there, I don't even know, should know how many we had. Yeah. Like 30 or 40 guys at six yeah. because we wanted to go back to Boys Town. So it was really, really cool. I did my BQ there, man. Oh, you I, did? There yeah. you go. Oh, man. I, yeah. I want to ask you a question then. So talk about your BQ at Oracle. I mean. Oh, man. Uh, t- tonight Show and I did a co-Q for my BQ. Okay. Um, and we did something called, it was, it was, it was pretty dorky, but I, th- I think he actually recently redid it, but it was like, we called it IT certifications. And we had all of these <laughs> different certifications that are like acronyms or, you know, four letter things and we came up with exercises and we went over to Heartbreak Hill Yeah, and uh, we had guys doing Lieutenant Dan's Up the Hill Uh, and yeah it was it was a lot of fun there weren't very many burpees, though, which was which, which, is, which uh, is rare. Yes, these days, yes, you know, that is so. true. It's just an applied workout. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's, it's for free. It's all free. It's all free. <laughs> what? Um, so the other question on my mind, I guess, is you're thinking about. Uh, so you handed the shovel flag to Hey Hey, um, and and when I hear you talk about your story, what I hear you constantly saying is, this is this is what I experienced, and this is how I've now kind of used my experience to serve other guys, which I which I 
just love and I and uh, I'm I'm feeling conflicted or or maybe convicted uh, because because I need to do more of that. Uh, so just appreciate your your leadership there. But but tell us what what else from from a leadership you know F three perspective. I mean, as guys are we're getting F and G's coming in or guys are taking over sites for the first time, like what what would you share from your experience to kind of help them uh, with some of those things? Yeah, I mean. Uh, I, I and the, the moral I guess I use is the first year I'll, I'll get to your question but the first year I always feel and a lot of guys have mentioned this in their anniversary cues is that it's all about you yeah. it's all about like your fitness and getting fit you know and making sure you're right I would say that was where I was at I go with the second year I've been into this like you want to help other guys and that's where I've come in my last like a year is like I want to help guys prove I want to help guys be cute um, and again I'll give a shout out to Gator because Gator is obsessed with this he's like how do we keep guys coming how do we keep them motivated and it's something I never thought about when I first started but as you get to the impact of what guys have on me and hopefully what I'm having on other guys Guys, you want to take that down to the next level. So I guess what I try to do is you just try to be as welcoming as possible. At least that's what I try to do. So like when the new guy is out of workout, like make the extra effort, guys, to you know, go say hi to him, give him a side hug, give him a pound, like show the energy that you have because that's going to come off on them. Yeah. So I think that's how we can help guys hopefully VQ and then Q regularly and then start that process of the next site Q leadership and things like that. It's just simple as being welcoming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the first time I've ever heard of it. Like you graduate into like caring about other people, right? right? Like the, your first, your first little bow. When does that happen? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm still waiting. Yeah, no, I know. It's um, tough to do. Yeah, no. This idea of like your first experience in F3 is very. You're, you're here for selfish reasons, like you're saying. I came. I would have heard that. I came to get fit. I didn't. And then I came to meet friends, and you start caring about these people. That's how, like, you know, the goal is to reinvigorate male community leadership, and that's probably just one step of like graduating into this leadership role and it's, it's, it's interesting well and it's it's a thing of just reaching out to guys I mean I go to I haven't mentioned FDIC yet but FDIC has been instrumental like when I first started he was the guy that would text me every week yeah. so like when I go to a workout typically with Red Wings I would go do um, the Murph or something like that he would always reach out to me and say hey how'd you do today how'd you feel was, was it good was it not good it's like what do you need from me and I think you know we have to pay attention to that as leaders now of F3 is like we need to reach out to those guys because I mean people waver right they come and maybe they didn't have a good experience or maybe they had a great experience but that extra text that extra call I mean it was it was critical for me and like me wanting to keep coming back yeah and so if we can start doing that as leaders that's something I know that I want to start doing more all right yeah any tips for the guys like me and Blake who their egos getting away like I seriously I mean like for yourself. I have the problem. I, I, I have the problem of like new guys. I'm not super open before, like even with some of the guys I know. It's just you have this like fake. Oh, I've got to be cool and like level headed and not be overly outgoing and okay. I, you know I don't know. That's something I personally struggle with myself. Yeah. Where I'm like different, right? I just I think some of it is I I get I know where I rank in the kind of you know rankings of our group, and then a new guy comes in and yeah. there's like this ego kind of like 
yeah. territorial, right? Yeah. And, and, and I was this way actually. My first workout had a had a tea party workout with uh, with Tater Tot because he and I chatted the whole time. But he mentioned to me like he could feel this sense of like I was a little territorial of like this is my group. Yeah. You know what are you doing in my group? Yeah. You know, and just just realizing that like the whole purpose of this is everything gets clicks, right? We all get clicks yeah. of some certain things, yeah. but you know the one thing our shield lock had a challenge. Uh, I think it was one week or two weeks. Um, I can't remember about probably Gator. Uh, Gator's kind of a leader. Um, but he's like, reach out to somebody you have not seen in a while um, or haven't talked to in a while. So he gave us that challenge to basically do that. And so we all reached out to two or three guys. Now, again, some responded, some didn't. But if you want, I guess, advice, is like, pick somebody you don't know, Pony, and say, I'm going to make an, uh, an effort to get to know them and try to make sure they keep coming back. So, yeah. it's. I think the biggest struggle I have is I want, I want to be that person for for everybody. Yeah. And and so then kind of the trying to be that person for everybody makes makes it makes me not be that person for anybody. If that makes sense. So trying to just figure out like how do I focus in? Focus right. Yeah. But you know what's hard is like like I saw FDIC at coffee yesterday, and I'm like, man, I, I've kind of lost touch. Right. As we've gotten bigger, as I've moved to a different part of the city you kind of lose touch with guys that at one point in your life you were you felt really really close to and I, I think the the thing I love about guys in F3 is like most of the time like nobody else is thinking that <laughs> nobody else is like like never calls me anymore you know like it, like that's an internal kind of negative self self talk is, at least is how I'm getting over that I don't know if it's but anyway enough of the plague and plague therapy session Tony, Tony and I will, we can stick around and and uh, we'll write in our journals later. But, um, I do want to know, you know, so most and least favorite exercise. Uh, okay. From you, I want to hear because you've seen it. You've seen a ton of different workouts. You've led a lot of workouts. What, what makes that list? Okay, favorite. Uh, so my my go to is a crowd pleaser. So that's like one of my favorites. Gets the heart rate up. Uh, special shout to Sparty because he's the one that typically when I go to Sparty workout, there's a crowd pleaser. So I've put that into a lot of my workouts. So that's one of my favorites. Um, and I don't know if it's a workout, but heart rate hill, uh, running any type of hill, but especially heart rate hill, yeah. Bernie Sanders uphills is a, a favorite of mine. Like I like doing that stuff. Um, so those are two probably the ones I just do not like. It was funny. We did a um, a Seinfeld. Uh, uh, what's the uh, airing of grievances oh, yeah. at the combine runs? And one of the things we did was you know, the area of grievances about the exercise you like. And Bonnie Blair's is one of those for me. So, like, if you truly do them and get down to your, to your knees, Bonnie Blair's is awful. Um, and then uh, one legged burpees. Oh, yeah. So, uh, tater, tater tot and slow pitch. Um, did t- uh, one legged burpees at the Oracle once. I'm like, this isn't good. <laughs> this isn't good. So, how about you guys, real quick? Quick top two, bottom two. Mine are fluctuating. I'm trying to think of monkey hunters have always been one of okay. the fan of. I don't know why. I just don't feel like I can do many, and I think I look stupid when I'm doing them. And I think I'm cool, so I, I just think it's my ego. Anything that is my ego. The good ones. I don't know. I do like a burpee pull-up variation. That's one of my workouts. I think those are cool. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go with the. I like. Uh, 
burpees, obviously. Um, my favorite is probably, I like this Bonnie Blair squat burpee that Iron Packs has been having to do. Uh, burpees are good. At, you know, if, if I'm stressed, I'm going to do 100 burpees and get over it. Um, okay. And then my least favorite, um, I don't know that I have a least favorite. You know, I think um, the hardest for me to do are probably thrusters. Uh, or um, if you ever tried any like shoulders. A, any coupon, any coupon deal, I would agree with you. I would agree with you. If you've ever tried a uh, pistol squat or like a one-legged squat, those are really yeah, hard to do. Okay. That's, that's, that's more <laughs> so my shoulders are weak. <laughs> I don't know. They just don't build them anymore like this. I, I do think um, those are some of my favorite yeah. questions. I know people like those. That's the, true. The yeah, last question. Love those. <laughs> the, the last uh, question where we like to kind of end, and Pony came up with this, but uh, what about for you? Like, is, is I see you out there. Um, what can we be praying for or, or encouraging you on? Just what are you going through right now that guys could be thinking about? Me, personally, um, you know, we talked about this before we got on here, but yeah, I mean, my son James has type 1 diabetes, so um, he's in school now, and uh, I'm always a little fearful that at some point kids might start saying, what is that stuff, you know, on, on your body and things like that. That hasn't happened yet, but continue to pray for him to have kind of a smooth transition into uh, middle school years and things like that. Uh, pray for my M. She stays at home with all four of them, so God knows she needs the patience, and she is a saint, but honestly, I feel very blessed. Um, the, the biggest thing, honestly, on my heart right now is just as we sit in our COTs, so many guys are going through stuff, uh, and there's just been a lot of cancer stories out there recently. There's been a lot of like tragic stuff going on, and so I know that isn't me, but that's honestly what's been on my heart. There's like how you pray for all these people that all need those prayers as much as they do right now. Right. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, maybe we need a men's health, men's health awareness month or something. I can you know get 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 your uh, regular check. I do like though people right now in the COTs are going. What are your thanks? Yeah. So instead of like you know again talk about the tough stuff, but also where's the praise? Where's it? What do you get? Where are your thanks at? Uh, where are your thanks at? I'm thankful for health and our family. I mean, I know we talk about our son James, but overall we're about as healthy as we have been uh, as a family. Um, I'm thankful for us three guys. I mean, it, I mean, it's changed my life for the better. Uh, I'm more fit. My kids notice it, and I never thought. I mean, as you guys know, F3 is all guys from all walks of life across the entire city. Um, to know all you guys has been an unbelievable experience. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to end it. Let's do uh, Name Rama. Yeah. Oh, okay. I do Afraid of the Hardy 36, The Plague. The Plague. John Hubbard 31, Pony Express. <laughs> Uh, Aaron Cove's a forty. Cheap seats. Cheap seats. And do we have a do we have a call sign? So Gator does. What's the score? What's, what's the score? <laughs> what's the score? There you go. That's, that's what Gator will do. So shout out what's to Gator for coming up with that one. Awesome. Thanks, man. This has been really good. Good.